Oh, you can't feel this pain. Try to figure it out. Don't try to figure it out. Because, because my worship. Oh, yes. My worship is for me. Oh, because my worship. Here's my testimony. I've been through too much. Mm. Yes. My God. <laughs> yes. I've been through too much. Yes. <laughs> Have I got a witness out there? You've been through? Mm, he's been too good to not worship him. <laughs> Every day, brand new mercy. My God. Yeah, yeah. Not to worship. Oh, let's take that up a little higher. Oh, I've been, been. I've been too much now. Food on my table, y'all. Oh, Lord. I've been through too much not to, not to give him glory, give him praise. Plus, plus his name to worship him. Well, good evening, Kay Chapel, and all of our other members who are visiting with us online tonight. Uh, this is Shirley Harrington, and I am welcoming you into my home here at the Haven. And Pastor asked that I would uh, continue in our Bible study tonight. So let's start with prayer, and then we are going to get into an exciting discussion about the radical work of Jesus following up on his discussion last week about the disciples' basic eight. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for this opportunity to study your word together. And God, right now, everyone that's online, that's listening to us and that are coming online right now, we're asking you, God, to just bless them. We're asking you to hold them at their homes. And we thank you for the day, for whatever we had encountered. Now we ask that you let us put it to the side and study your word together. 
God, we thank you for the blessing of our church for this past week of opening back up. We thank you, Lord, for the pastor and all of those who are ministering to our people all across this city. And now, Lord, it is in your name that we study. Amen. Now, as I said, I want you to be interactive with me tonight. And I wanted to start out with that discussion. Uh, T.A. is our online producer, and we thank you for all that you're doing and bringing us online tonight. And last week, Pastor talked about the Disciples' Basic Eight. And I want to recap that because it's so important with what we're going to discuss tonight. He talked about love God. That is so important. He, Jesus taught us that we have to love. And uh, following Paul's teaching that he talked about in 1 Corinthians. Second, he talked about obedience. Obey the word of God. And you see it up on online right now. And he talked about sacrifice. You got to give up something. We just can't have everything our way. Uh, we have got to decide what's the cost for our service. And then, of course, servitude. Uh, what is the service you will render? Let your light shine, he told us. And he said, that points to God when that light is shining in your life. And of course, just what we're doing tonight, Bible study. First uh, Timothy 3 and 16, John 15 and 7, study to show thyself approval, workman unto God that needed not be ashamed. That's the only way we can rightly divide the word of God. And then he talked about prayer. Uh, prayer is essential. Uh, Jesus told us, pray without ceasing. And his seventh point was witnessing. Uh, you can live a life. And I just love the saying that he says, if necessary, use words but it's what you live and what people see that is truly your witnessing. And he finished by talking about fellowship practice, that we should not forsake ourselves to assemble one with another, and that assembling is essential, and that we are so happy to be coming back together at Cade Chapel. All of you know that 11 o'clock service is open for this coming Sunday, this coming Sunday is Communion Sunday, and if you're coming to service, you will be given the communion packets when you get there. If you are going to continue to worship online, the deacons will be at church and those that work with that committee from 10 o'clock to 1 o'clock this coming Saturday. Now, I'm excited. And I tell you, I was meditating and praying about what to talk about tonight. And it was just a, a regular kind of thought to talk about if we're going to create disciples, then what are we following as disciples? And I came up with the idea of the radical work of Jesus. And when we talk about the radical work of Jesus, I wanted to do that old time thing of taking every letter and we are going to make a list tonight. And in those lists, you will start with everything that is an R. So uh, those of you that are at home on your computers or those that have your phones available, uh, I want you to look at your phones and, and figure out how to come up with your R word. 
Jesus truly was radical. He um, started talking to his disciples about remembering, remembering why he was there. He talked about reinvested. He reinvested in their development. He talked about renewing their spirit. He talked about reimagining, just like we've been talking about. And, you know, when you think about Jesus, he was just like a, a doctor on site because he was resuscitating people. He was bringing people back to life. He was revitalizing people. He was rebuilding communities. And of course, he had to give the rules. And that's one of those auras that we have to remember. He talked about reproduction. And then, of course, we end with reveal. That's revelation. He revealed to us where we are going, what we are going to see in the final uh, uh, life after death. And my favorite word with the R is restore. When you think about the radical attitude of Jesus, he restored lives. He restored families. He restored health. And all of his going and coming, he never left the place the same as it was. There was some restoration. Now, I'm waiting for your chats. I want you to give me some comments out here of some our words that you can think about, about the radical work of Jesus. All right, I'm waiting. I got to have some feedback. Okay. Well, while I'm looking for those words to start coming in, let's talk about the A. When we think about Jesus, we think about authority, that he entered this world as a child with authority. And um, one of the ways that I, I looked at that is just like an attorney. Uh, he came with the power. He was representing the father. Uh, John 3.16 is one of those verses that we learned as children. And it is just such a great verse when you think about God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So that created an association. We're not by ourselves. That was an articulated process. That was an approval from God Almighty that he cared about us. And then we have to show the appreciation for what all God has done with us. He is one to be admired, and he is also one that represents action. And that's probably my favorite word out of this list so far is that, yes, we have to be connected. All right, so I'm not hearing any comments coming in. Uh, all right, who is that? Shirley? Relationships. Oh, that is so important, isn't it? Is that when we think about how Jesus entered into every community, he developed relationships, didn't he? He did not just leave without knowing who the people were. So that was very radical because he didn't just deal with his own kind. He dealt with everybody. And then the repentance that is truly one of those words. Thank you there, Helen. I really appreciate you 
uh, chiming in, giving us that word, uh, Sister Luster. That is so important. We have to think about he required, Jesus said, you must repent to be born again. And that is why we think about him being so radical. He was somebody who came forward and just told us, all right, let's get honest with each other. Let us talk about if you want to see the father, if you want to go to heaven, then you must do all of these different things. Now, restore. I, I, I think that that is one of the most important things that could happen. Jesus was a restorer, wasn't he? He helped to restore relationships. He, he helped to restore faith. Tell me some other things. Uh, that, that's Paula, right? What What else do you think he he helped us to restore? Nancy, I love that. Refocus. A lot of the, what did the uh, disciples say? Well, we can call them the men at the at the river at the water. He he was saying you can't just be fishers. I want to make you fishers of men. So he made them refocus their energies and refocus their thoughts. Um, any, any other words that we have on, on the aura right now, we're talking about the radical work of Jesus. And we're going to go down through each of these letters. Redeemer. Oh, thank you, Paula. That is so much true. He redeemed us. We were lost in sin. We did not have a way out. He is. Thank you, Kayla. That is a wonderful thought, righteousness, the righteousness of Jesus. He, he is one without sin. And he presented that righteous behavior while here on earth. And he calls for us to be righteous. Amen. Thank you all so much. I really appreciate that. So let's move to this A. I, I threw out the word authority. He came with authority. He, he uh, showed us that there is an association between him, us, and the Father. He told us that he represented the Father. But he said, you are going to be the church. You are going to fellowship with each other. And he made us actualize that, that fellowship and that coming together. He was a great articulator, wasn't he? He spoke parables. He shared with people. And then I love, you know, God gave him the approval, but he was an agitator. I mean, Jesus was truly an agitator. I was talking earlier about what does an agitator do in a washing machine? It stirs things up, doesn't it? And then you got to put in the washing powder and then you got to put in the Clorox to clean it. And then you got to put in the softener. He did all of that. And his disciples worked on all of that, but he was the agitator. He went into communities and he talked and he did the things that he needed to do to represent what he wanted those disciples to be like. He wanted them to be loving. He wanted them to be obedient to God. He wanted them to be prayerful. So all of those wonderful words, and then we can't leave out act, action. Jesus was an action man. He did not just tell people these things. He showed them how they should live, how they should relate to each other, how they should walk among anybody. 
And I just love that that this is a radical Jesus we're talking about, developing disciples and leaving us a blueprint of how we should be. Okay, do I have any A words coming at me right now? Attitude. Thank you, Brother Irvin. That is so true. He, he had an attitude of being able to accomplish what he had been sent. He never represented failure or he never acted like there was not going to be success. He had that winning attitude. And that's how we as Christians, we have to show in our servitude an attitude of appreciation and love and joy as Christians. Thank you so much. Oh, yes, indeed. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I miss, uh, Sister Saxon, that is so right. Awesome. He was awesome, wasn't he? I mean, just think about it. He went through the temple just throwing things around and, and throwing them out. He went up into the synagogue and he opened the book and he said, today this scripture is fulfilled. Can you imagine how awesome that was? And then I often think about him going in front of Pontius Pilate and not saying a word. That was awesome. And that's how he expects us to be. When trials and tribulations come, when confusion come, if we are going to be like Jesus, we're going to have to sacrifice the temple, the temple, the temper, T-E-M-P-E-R. We're going to have to sacrifice all ways of thinking about things. And we are going to present ourselves in the same awesome love that Jesus did. All right. Any more A's for me? Advocate. Thank you so much, Sister Johnson. That is a wonderful thought. Advocate. Advocate. When you advocate for life like Jesus did, that means he had a good program. He had a good message. He had a good plan. And he didn't mind sharing it. We are to become advocates. And when we tell the story, that was that part of number seven that pastor talked about. He talked about witnessing. You have got to be an advocate of the Holy Spirit. You have got to be an advocate telling people like my daddy used to say that the wages of sin is still death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So those are truly wonderful A words. Any more before we move on to our next group? of that radical Jesus. We've covered R, which covered A, accessibility. And thank you so much, Virgie. That is so true. When you think about Jesus, if we wanted to be the right disciples, if we want to be the kind of disciples that Jesus wants us to be, that's what that fellowship is about. When we allow people to be in our presence, and they want to be in our presence because we are loving and we are open and we are sharing good news with them. So that is the accessibility. He was right there with the disciples. He was there with Jews and Gentiles. He walked the streets. He went into people's homes. That is true accessibility. And that is a part of this disciple's journey. Anyone else? 
Oh, let's see. What is that? Assurance, Josephine. That is true. There's an assurance with serving this Jesus. There, there should be an assurance when you, as a disciple, are in touch with your Holy Spirit being, that Holy Spirit inside of you. When you are praying, there is that blessed assurance that Jesus is mine. Isn't that a wonderful thing when we can be assured that we are serving a true and a living God? Thank you so much for that. Do we have another A? <laughs> Assertive. I love that word, Sister Eileen. I love that word. Uh, you know, as uh, African-American women, we have been called aggressive and pushy. But the word I learned to use years ago was assertive. That means I got a message. I got the right thing that I'm saying. And I am standing on it boldly. And Jesus did that, didn't he? All through his journey, the years of his ministry, he presented to the disciples an assertiveness as he walked and as he talked to people. He was not ashamed. He was not afraid. And he tells us that we are to be that same way. Assertive with the gospel. Thank you, ma'am. All right, let's move on to D. What I like about D in this radical Jesus work is he came with a developed plan and he showed us how to develop it. He, he It was already designed. You know, when you are sent on a mission, there, there should be some clear indications that you know what you're going for. That's how come uh, number five is important, studying the word, because you cannot develop the message that you need to develop if you don't know the word. And then he believed in designating responsibility. He chose 12 disciples to begin with. He commissioned them to go on journeys. He talked to them about when he would be gone. He delegated authority to all of us. That's what the word tells us is that we are his disciples. And it even tells us that as delegated responsible disciples of Christ, we are to have the same power and we are supposed to be able to do even more in healing and feeding and seeing about the seniors and visiting the people in prison. And then he didn't mind debating, did he? Jesus was truly a debater and he did it in parables a lot of times, but he stood on what he believed. Uh, the desires, I, I, li I like to think about desires of our heart. If you pray honestly, the Bible says that he will answer the desires of your heart. And then this is one that the Holy Spirit gives to us is discerning. When you learn to have discernment, it's just like that old thing about you walk up to the curb and then all of a sudden you, you stop. And then all of a sudden a car comes right by you 
and you say, oh my goodness, thanks the Lord. I didn't walk out in that street. There is something in your spirit that is discerning about wrong, evil, danger. And that is your close walk with the Lord. Uh, he didn't mind demonstrating, did he? He and and he and he told us to demonstrate our faith. There is always a declaration, declaring uh, his commands are very clear to us, and we deserve his blessings because it is promised to us. But he is also a deliverer because he died. There was the dying Jesus. There was the dying on the cross. But the thing that I love most in the deep possibilities is Jesus does. Jesus was a doer, but Jesus does watch over us in the Holy Spirit. The de-radical Jesus was moving and doing things. He did not just sit down and do absolutely nothing. And that was what pastor was talking about. When you read the word, you have got to become doers of the word. Jesus does in our life, still living in our, in our being. Every time we read the word and we capture what he's talking about in his word, it becomes flush to us. And we can put on the same spirit that Jesus had. Let me have some D's from some people out there. Okay, dedicated. Oh, thank you, Miss McDonald. That is so true. He was dedicated. Uh, that, that servitude that Pastor talked about last week, number four, as a disciple following the pattern of Jesus, uh, he didn't have any days off, did he? He was dedicated to his work and he was dedicated to training the disciples. He was dedicated to leaving them with a, leg, a legacy that they could follow. And that's how we have to be as new as disciples with these basic eight habits. Thank you so much. All right, let's see. Deliverer. Yeah, I think we, we covered that a little bit, but let's talk about that. Um, when we are delivered from our sins, that is a radical process. That is not something that people can just say, oh, I, I've been delivered. How? Why? What happened? And you can say, it was the Holy Spirit. There was a change in my heart. There was a change in my attitude. I have been delivered. I've been delivered. And Jesus taught us that in the way that he lived and walked before us in the word of God. Thank you so much. Let's see. That was uh, Sister Owens, right? Sister Seller, what do you have? Um, dutiful. Oh, that, that's what we got to be. That's servitude that, that pastor talked about out of Mark 10th chapter last week. Uh, when you are dutiful, when you're carrying out the word of God on a regular basis, just like Jesus did, I mean, he, he did not stop. He was committed. And he even said to the disciples on one incident when they were talking about they could not remove uh, the demon of this man. And he, and he said, they said, why, why can't we do that? He said, some things comes through fasting and praying. That's dutifulness. That's when you are truly committed to know that you're not doing things by yourself. Thank you, Sister Sellers. All right. Do we have some other words? 
As we look at this D, we're closing out on the D. We've gotten through R, A, and D of radical work of Jesus. Let's move to the I. I love this I. Um, <clears throat> I go to the Sermon on the Mountain when I start talk, thinking about the I because he had an identity. I mean, it was super. Um, this man stood on a mount and gave out what were instructions to uphold the laws of God. He said, I didn't come to destroy. I came to fulfill. And then he showed them in that one sermon that he was also going to turn upside down the political, social, and religious elite affairs in Rome, Judah, and in Jerusalem. So he initiated things that had never been seen. He incorporated the help of the disciples and the other followers. He illustrated through his living and his example. And then when things were not right, he made them investigate. When he said, run down to Caesar, what is Caesar? And to God, what is God? You ought to know why you're doing what you're doing. And then when time came, he taught them how to isolate. Now, you know, we've been doing a lot of isolating in the last two years with us being in our home. And I, I know that you have used your time just like I have to become closer to God because you're not distracted by other things. And when it was time for Jesus to isolate, what did he do? He went out on a ship. He moved out into the waters away from them. When it was time for him to meet the cross, he went into the garden of Gethsemane. He isolated himself when he was ready to pray that fervent prayer, said, Lord, if, if you can take this away, but if not, you know, I'm, I'm ready. And then he was involved. I love the way that that radical Jesus would just walk into some place and he would literally light up the place. And that's what we're supposed to do. And I love the way he ignored you remember when he he had been fasting and he said to the to to the devil he said you know get thee behind me satan i mean he knew how to ignore and that's what we need to do if we are going to be the disciples of christ and witnessing People should see your light shine. They should not see a darkness in you that comes when you get angry, when you get upset about things that you need not be upset. You know things that are unto life and those things that are unto death. And so when people come to you with things that are just not unto life, you ignore that and you move on. And I love the word invest. He invested in us. He invested in setting a pattern and training that is in the Holy Word. And that investment, we have to do with each other and we have to pass it on to our children and to other people in our community. All right, I'm ready for some I words. Who have some I words for me? All right, what is, let me see. Okay, intrepid. I don't know why my eyes are not focusing right this minute. And I see you put fearless by that. 
intrepid. He he actually, and that is, it didn't come cl cl uh, clear. Is that Ababa? Abade? All right, well, we're going to figure this name out. <laughs> and um, Jesus was one of those persons in our study that actually walked on water. <laughs> now, if that's not fearless, he, he went into the synagogue and he talked to them with authority and they did not even know him. That to me is one of the things that we have to learn as disciples. And that comes in our servitude. That's number four, back to the list. Um, what are you going to render? How are you going to let your light shine? Thank you so much for that. Okay, Peggy, thank you. How are you doing, Sister Howard? Uh, intentional. That's true. Jesus was intentional. There was no, uh, what do you call it, accident in his behavior. I remember the story when he when he had been sent the message and um, they said, well, you know, Lazarus has died. And he says, well, I'm going to go, but it won't be today. And it was intentional. He had a way of doing things that people did not understand. But when you're following the Holy Spirit, and you know that you know that you know that you're following what Jesus wants you to do, you can be intentional. And that's a part of that obedience. That number two, uh, when you obey the word of God, when you obey the Holy Spirit, you can be intentional, just like our radical Jesus was. Thank you. Any other eyes? Okay. Inspirational. Thank you, Paula. That is true. He, he presented the type messages. Uh, and I, you know how I like to put it? He left people better than he found them. And if your witness can be that way, that is radical. When people can be inspired just by hearing the word of God through you, because that's what we are. We are vessels and we are the deliverers of the word. And when we talk to people, we should be inspiring just like Jesus was. Thank you very much. That's very good. Do we have another I? All right. Um, insurgent and revolutionary. You Okay. If if we look at what, okay, and they're coming fast now, Sister Helen, impressive. Uh, he went into communities, just like we talked about a minute ago, where he just turned over the tables where the people were selling uh, doves and different things as people were going in to try to make sacrifice. They didn't have those items. And he said, you will not be changing money in the Lord's house. Um, he actually moved in a way that was revolutionary. That's what the Sermon on the Mount was about. He said, you're going to be mistreated. He said, but blessed are you because you are. And impressive, you know, when you think about the miracles of Jesus, that was impressive. I mean, when 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 you think about he at a wedding, 
and turn water to wine. That's impressive. You know, I haven't seen anybody lately turn any water to wine. So we have a lot to follow when we start talking about disciples of Christ. How do we put a healing hand on someone? How do you uh, move an emotion of anger to an emotion of love? Those are the things that people can be more impressed about, about us as disciples. And we can't do it by ourselves. We can only do that with the love of God. Thank you so much. Impressive. Thank you. Any other eyes right now? All right. Uh, our time is kind of ticking away. So let's go to the sea. And I had fun with the sea because... You know, we always talk about 2 Timothy 3 and 16. I went to 2 Timothy 3 and 17, thoroughly furnished with, furnished with all good works. And the reason we can be furnished is because of C. Jesus taught in a radical way, caring. You know, when, when the woman was crying that her son had died, you know, he, he was passing the funeral procession and, and she was just weeping. And Jesus stopped and brought the boy back to life. That's caring. Uh, that uh, Coping with things that we don't know in our lives. How, how do you cope when uh, things are not right? Uh, coping means that I've, I've decided that we're not going to move off this mountain and we got all these people here and we need to feed them. So let's let's figure out how we're going to feed them right here. Um, concentration that pastor talked about that in a in a the word meditate last week. Courageous. We're we're back to that whole word of insurgent where you have to be courageous. Sometimes you don't know what you're walking into, but if you are the disciple of Christ, you prayed up. You have studied your word. You are truly in a loving uh, space in your own life. You can be courageous. We can, we can be just like Jesus was, concerned about the least, the lost, and the left out. And then to be connected. I mean, he was connected to community in a way that was just so radical. And he did not mind corrects, corrections. He correct, and we can correct. We can use corrects, uh, I call it, where, where we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he was a change agent, y'all. I mean, he truly was a change agent. But I like the last word on this list, he calls. I mean, that radical Jesus, he called people out. You remember the lady at the well? He said, you're not married to this man, but I'm going to give you some living water. I mean, can you imagine being called out like that? And his disciples, you put your, put your uh, fishing nets down. I want to make you fishers of men. And we have to know that each of us have a call on our life. And it comes from that radical Jesus, Holy Spirit. He's right there with us. Let me have some C's right quick. All right. Comforter. Oh, thank you so much. That's true. 
uh, when, when things are really bad and, and you by yourself, <laughs> uh, don't have a pity party. Go to the word. That, that's what that's what the study of the word will do for you. I guarantee you, if you need a comforter, you saw how Jesus was a comforter, how he lived in front of his disciples. He left us that roadmap of how we can be comforted by his word, comforted in our meditation and in our prayer, but we can also be a comforter to others by loving. If we love God and we have not seen him, then we love each other and we bring others comfort. Thank you so much, Paula. Okay, compelling. Thank you, Sister Johnson, and captivating. Now, that's true. I mean, when he talked, uh, E.F. Hutton didn't have anything on him, did he? <laughs> that, that Jesus could command attention. His words were so compelling. And every time I read Matthew 28, the charge of the church, you know, go ye therefore into all the nation, preach and teach the gospel, blah, blah, blah. When you read that, that is so compelling. We have a responsibility. And he actually taught it to us. So as disciples, that's part of our witness to be compelling, just like Jesus. Some other words? Do we have any more C's? All right, he had character. Thank you, Virgie. Ms. Butler, that, that's, that's key. There is so much about witnessing. Number seven from Pastor's List last week. Uh, when we are disciples, if our life is the life that we want others to see Jesus in us, it takes character. And there is nothing in the character of Jesus that you can question. I mean, he was so radical by living in front of people and being a person spotless without sin. He, I, I, I love the story. And when he was in, in the Garden of Gethsemane and they came to arrest him and, and you know, Brother Peter was not that uh, good all the time. And he cut off the ear and Jesus said, no, that's not what we do. And he took the ear. He, he performed surgery, y'all, and he put it back on. That's the kind of character. You know, I got to go to the cross. So let's not do this. And so we have had an example in this radical Jesus, someone who doesn't get angry, someone who took upon him our sin. And then he said, if you want to be my disciples, follow me. Any other uh, C's before we move on to our next A? I, I love the word absolute. There, there is nothing about Jesus that you have to wonder about. That is the absolute doctrine. And I love the way that he could add. He, he was a good ad addition person. If you, if you look at several of the scriptures, he, he gave parables that were, had numbers in them. And he talked to people in numbers. Um, 
he and and I think we talked about accessibility earlier, and I used the word available. He did have an advantage, y'all, because he was the son of God. But we could adore him. He was always accepting. There was no one that was too bad or too ugly or too sick or to anything. He was truly accepting. And that's, again, where this word uh, uh, advocate, he was an agent. I mean, he actually walked and talked. That accessibility is what I love about Jesus. And then that last word, my favorite word is adds. He adds to our life. He adds to our final place of rest. And it was Jesus that did that for us in his radical work. And that is what he has left us with the charge to add to the church, to add to the church, y'all. Any other A's right now? I know we did a lot of A's earlier. Okay, Abel, thank you so much, uh, Josephine. That is true. He's able. He's able. I love that song, don't you, that, that it talk about he's able. He's able to take us through. He's able to be with us. And we as Christians have got to understand only a radical Jesus could give us that kind of trust to know that he's able to do what we need to have done in our lives. Any more A's right now? All right, let's go to the last letter then. Oh, we're doing wonderful here on our time. I put the first one logical. You know, so many things happen in people's lives that just don't make no sense at all. But when you look at the life of Jesus, there was a logical progression of him headed to the cross, as well as the fulfillment of the promise of his resurrection. And he left the legacy. I mean, that's that's an that's what we talk about with our families, don't don't we? What legacy are we gonna leave? And that's what this disciples basic aid is about. Are you teaching your children to love? Are you teaching them that they got to make sacrifices, uh, that they do need to study the Bible too, that they need to pray? He was a looker. He could see everything. And he told the disciples things that he could see that they could not see. And he was a true legislative person. He said, render unto Caesar, that is what is Caesar, and unto God, that which is God. He made the distinction with them that there are laws, there are guidelines. And because you are in the church, because you are in the faith, does not exempt you as a servant to not do what is right in your community. He is loving. God is so loving. Jesus Jesus represented and, and likes, I, I had to put the word likes in here because there are so many things that we can say we like about Jesus. We, we like that he actually cared about children. His life was about including people. There is a loftiness about Jesus. He walked among men, but he had this air about him 
that let them know this must be the son of God. He touches lives, y'all. And of course, we know he's a leader. We know he was well-learned. He taught us about longevity and service, that all the days of our life, we should render unto the Lord. And of course, we have to end with the word love. It's all about love. If you love God, whom you've never seen, then you have to love your neighbor. And then, of course, you must love yourself. And that's what this whole radical Jesus work was about. Uh, he said his name would be above every name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow. Now, that's the kind of radical Jesus that we are following in his image, in his work. And if we are going to be Christians, Christ-like, we must become more radical in how we deal with the world, how we deal with our families. We can't be wishy-washy. We cannot say one thing and mean another thing. We have got to be real and open with understanding that God is real in our lives. There's another aura, isn't he? He's real. He's real today. He's real tomorrow. And you have got to become convinced enough to tell someone else that, yes, God is real. How do I know? He's real in my heart. And if you don't believe it, go back to what grandmama said. When one day he changed me, he changed me. And many of us have our own stories. And that is a part of the witnessing that we must do. All right. I'm open to comments and to some other uh, letters. If anybody else have any more letters they want to give us tonight. Let's see. We have a few more minutes left. And we are going to wrap up this Bible discussion today with just saying how good God is to us, how precious it is that we can study God's word together, even in these times, even with these conditions. And I really appreciate you visiting with me here at the Haven. And it has been an absolute pleasure to talk about the radical work of Jesus. And as you look at the list of words, I will put online, I will make it available. Uh, we put this list together and all these words together. It will be a nice item for you to use with young people and have them go through thinking about what words would they talk about with what they've already learned about Jesus. How did he live? What did he talk about? Where did he walk? Who were the people he was in touch with? And you will see that Jesus truly did amazing things. And he was truly radical. But that is the life that we are supposed to be following. We as disciples of Christ, we must become radical. That's our social Christian responsibility. When we see about the least, when we see about the left out, when we see about those who are homebound, when we go into the prisons, when we speak up in public against those things that we know are wrong, those laws that we know are not the laws for 
the good of the people. When we walk in our community and you see young people that need guidance, that's the time for you to become radical, just like Jesus. All right, is there any other comments right now? If not, we're gonna wrap this up with just a few more minutes left. Um, I wanna tell you a short story. This past Sunday, Oprah, my sister and Herman uh, Porter, we went to dinner after uh, our wonderful service for Women's Day. And the young man that was waiting on us, very, very uh, angry. That's the best word to put it. And he didn't get the orders right. I really believe that what each of us said was happening with our orders was appropriate. You know, we said it nicely, but he just stormed away, very angry. And in a few minutes after, you know, he finished serving us and he dropped the check on the table real hastily. And um, I went to the counter first and I said to him, I said, can I speak with you? And I really just pulled him over to the side and I said, you know what? You're in a job that says the better you treat your customers, you'll get tips. He said, yes, ma'am, I know it, I know it. And he was just trying to explain where this anger was coming from. I said, well, let me just say this to you. I said, we just came from Cade Chapel. We're opening back up. We would welcome you there. Really? I know about Cade Chapel. And I'm going to go back over here and I'm going to apologize. I said, that's good. The point is, is that when we see people not in the best of behavior, we can't take it personal. All we are supposed to do is show them love, just like Jesus did. And that sometimes is a radical activity, even in this time, because we can't let fear take over. We can't be afraid of our young people. We have got to still love them, regardless of where they are. Okay, I am through for tonight. I thank you so much. Uh, I'd, I'd love to thank uh, T.A. Uh, for his online production assistance. He has been wonderful. I'm going to give him a hand. And if you get there and you can give him a hand, uh, clap. And I wanted to go back and reiterate the announcement that was made earlier. Pastor wanted you to make sure if you're not coming to service to come by on Saturday. There's the announcement. Uh, this is Fourth Sunday Communion. And you that will not be at service in person, go by Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. to pick up your communion packet. All right. We thank you so much for being with us tonight. And we're going to close out in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for those who have joined us online, who are here studying the word and giving this time to you. We thank you and we humbly serve you, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to share with others. 
And God, we ask that you truly let us become the disciples that you've called us to be. Let us understand that we got to love you. And the way we love you is by loving each other. We ask you, Lord, to let us understand the sacrifices that we must make in our lives if we are going to be in servitude to you. And God, most important, let us not cease from praying as we pray for our city, as we pray for our state, as we pray for our nation, as we pray for the world. And God, we thank you as we witness to others of your goodness. We thank you for the voice. We thank you for allowing us to share. And God, we ask you to let us understand the importance of coming back together in the assembly. For it is through fellowship that we gain the full power of praising and giving honor to you. So Lord, as we leave this time together, we ask you to bless every home that's represented. Let them rest tonight, Lord, as they prepare for another day, as they become the witnesses that they can be. It is in the precious name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Thank y'all. Good night.